Please tell me you are making this available later. Yeah, we will. I'm gonna. I'm definitely as a podcast. I guess as video. Can I say? Well, no. This, this video? will be available. Oh yeah, it's will gonna be. Available, be yeah. It's gonna be for perpetuity. It's for in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I cut some of it off, throw it onto uh, Patreon. Just kidding. I won't do that. But I do want to urge everyone to donate to my Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. It sounds so scammy, but I'm not scamming people. I bring good content. Yeah, you should you should give money to Katie. Give yeah. your money, money to, to women. Katie Helper. Helper, yeah. I got Matt Brunigan and um Tim um Tim Higginbotham. Like the most Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, it's a real guy. They were talking about Warren Elizabeth Warren's um healthcare plan. Well, no, about her plan to pay for it. Hello and welcome to the Katie Helper Show. On today's episode, I do something a little bit different. I play the audio from a live stream that I did with my guest, Ben Norton. And uh, there's some things that are kind of out of the blue or seem out of the blue. So we respond to the news that Medea Benjamin uh, almost got arrested or that they tried to arrest her. And yeah, but I think it's a good episode. So enjoy. Make sure that you go to patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. So you can hear my bonus interview with, coincidentally enough, Ben Norton's colleague at the Gray Zone, Aaron Mate. And Aaron Mate shares his thoughts about the impeachment hearing so far. We're live. Okay, and we're live. Awesome. Um, hello. Hello. Very excited to be doing a live stream, uh, Katie Helper Show live stream. With friend of the show, past guest and present guest and future guest, Ben Norton. Who Hopefully. You never know what will happen. It's true. Future. This could be a real bust. I could be permanently banned. Right. Yeah. Well, one, None of your jokes landed. You can't know, go on the yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, once and past guest, uh, <laughs> Ben Norton. And Ben is a journalist uh, at the Gray Zone. And he has a piece at the Gray Zone called <laughs> Bolivia Coup Led by Christian Fascist Paramilitary Leader and millionaire with foreign support. So tell us about this article, what you learned, what you want people to know. Well, a few different things. Thanks for having me, Katie. Of course, yeah. So as for what's going on in Bolivia, which is ostensibly what people are listening for, you know, the situation is really bad. And I think in many ways it kind of echoes the famous 73 coup against Salvador Allende. Very similar situation. In Chile. In, so in Chile. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I know you made a joke about it recently. You were like, should we say Chile or Chile? Oh, it's yeah. Like, never say Chile. Right. Chile okay, is, yeah. is, there's no justification. There's no reason, yeah. Like, people don't need to say Nicaragua. Right. But don't say Chile. I know, I know. Chile, Chile. I know it's true. You know, it's like, I've never like Venezuela. Yeah, you can I'm still like anglicize Venezuela. it. And you can say Chile. Chile. Yeah, Chile. You don't need to be like, Chile. Chile. You right, can just right. say Chile. Chile. Yeah. But Chile is like I the know. fakest. I know. Whatever. Anyway. So it's similar to the coup in 73 in a lot of ways where this is a democratically elected socialist president, openly socialist. We're talking about Evo Morales. Evo. He is an, he's an actual democratic socialist. In the U.S., we do talk a lot about democratic socialism. He's always been elected. He's always abided by democratic norms and principles. And people are saying, oh, he's not legitimate because he got permission from the Supreme Court to run again for office. Right. So maybe you can criticize that, but that was legal. It was a, he went to right, the Supreme right. Court to get yeah, permission exactly. to run Which again. Which overturned the it overturned the constitution. There, but it was, there yeah, was, it was a constitutional limitation, yeah. but it's through the Supreme Court. Right. And then people say, well, he stacked the court. Right, he packed and, the court. And it's like, right. he, as a president, as an elected president, right. yeah. you can put 
if if there are open seats on the Supreme Court, you can put people right. in the Supreme Court. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, yeah. Obama didn't do that, but Trump's doing it. Yeah, and if Obama had done that, we'd be a lot better off. Exactly, and and actually today there are stories that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is actually sick. So yeah. you can you can bet that if if she unfortunately dies, that we're right. doomed because yeah. Trump. So like gets that's another nominee gets another guy up there, and the Dems of course. So what what they're him. criticizing? Because they confirmed a fucking. Sexual assaulter with no challenges based on, and they thought, of course, again, the FBI would save them. And then, well, oh not even, also, what was the thing, buffing or buffing, whatever? Buffing, yeah. Which, <laughs> oh, it's, oh, God, disgusting creep. Yeah, really disgusting. And they didn't look into other other women who had stories. It was like the, it was like the Anita Hill thing all over again. Yeah, well, but it's also, it's a sign of how the right wing they don't care if they're in power. They're going to do these right, things because exactly. they want to govern. They understand how power works. And then too. someone who is elected, who's a leftist, is a, is comes into power, and then he puts people in the Supreme Court, and they're like, "Oh, well, you can't right. do that." It's right. like, no, yeah. that's right. Anyway, so right, so it's a legal process. You may not like it. You may not like people overturning term limits. Fine, but that doesn't make it illegal, and it certainly doesn't make it so that you kick the guy out before his term is even up. Exactly. So if you're going to be a stickler for democracy and rule of law, you'd say, okay, we don't like this, but he has to fill out his, you know, the rest of his term. And then, but again, this is not about democracy. This is not about well, rule of law. Not yeah. at all. And there are two things that they do. They say, oh, he went to the Supreme Court and which he packed and stacked. Sounds like, um, yeah, packed and it sounds like Shoop, the song Shoop. Hey, yeah, I want to shoop. I don't know what that is, but you packed in your stack, especially in the back, brother. Want to thank your mother a... for a butt like that. Salt and pepper. Oh, um, salt and pepper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the other thing that they complain about is the fact that he had there were voting irregularities, which is not not true. true. They just his lead increased because of the way that the votes came in. We see this all the time. Well, because Evo Morales is from the indigenous community, right. nearly two thirds of the Bolivian population is indigenous. And the elite in the country, like throughout Latin America, has for decades been dominated, for centuries, been dominated by the European descendant right. elite who are lighter skinned, who are rich, who are right wing, yeah. and who control the significant natural gas and lithium reserves in Bolivia, which we can talk about. Yeah. Which are the you know these are the the cash commodities used to fund the social programs that Evo created. Right. What he he reduced poverty by forty percent. He produced he reduced extreme poverty by sixty percent and overall poverty by forty two percent. And especially in rural areas, because the thing about so I'm gonna answer the vote yeah. question, but I'm explaining that his support base largely comes from rural areas, right? Which indigenous. is mostly indigenous. Yeah. So on the night of the voting. The votes first. First of all, there's this myth being spread by the opposition and corporate media outlets irresponsibly. It's not true right. that he was counting. And that initially the government was counting, the electoral body, the TSE was counting, and then suddenly the power went out, and then the votes came. That's not true. What happened is that there was a preliminary estimate. It wasn't the official vote. Right. There was an estimate as the votes were coming in, and that estimate went out for a bit, but it wasn't the actual official vote count. And then because they were waiting for all of the rural votes to come in, because it's easy to have an estimate for, for urban votes yeah. because it's so concentrated in one area. Right. Bolivia is a pretty big country. They were waiting for all the rural votes to come in. And of course they expected that the rural votes would be disproportionately in support of Morales and his right. party, which is called the Movement yeah. Toward Socialism, MAS, the MAS. 
So as the votes came in later in the night, the lead between him and the neoliberal candidate, the, the right-wing opposition candidate, Carlos Mesa, increased. And he won the election. But the thing is... Morales won the election. Morales yeah. won the election in the first round. What's interesting, there are a few things to say here. One, even the opposition doesn't dispute the fact that he won the election regardless. What they dispute is that he won it by the 10% threshold needed to avoid a runoff election. Everyone knows that he still won the first round. Right. So at the in the worst case yeah, scenario, for argument's sake, yeah. you would have to go to a runoff election. Right. But of course, they just had a military coup. Right. But not just it's that. A lot easier. But we were talking about Mark Weisbrot. Mark yeah. Weisbrot is a major economist. Um, he's unlike most economists. He's not a neoliberal hack. Right. I mean, but he's a serious economist. And he helps run this DC think tank, the Center for Economic and Policy Research, which is basically the only good think tank yeah. in DC. Yeah. I mean, the think tank in my mind is associated with like the, the fiery depths of hell. Right. But... Near Tandon. <laughs> AKA Near oh. Tandon. Yeah. I said it, not Ben. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I've been blocked from her by, by her so for so long. Everyone, I forgot. Yeah. I kind of yeah. forget about her. But yeah, I mean, the CAP is Center for American Progress for Think Tank is funded by the Emirati monarchy and right. big corporations. Anyway, so CEPR is one of the, the Center for Economic and Policy Research is one of the only think tanks not funded by large corporations. And they did a statistical analysis of the publicly available voting data from Bolivia. And they found that all of the votes mapped onto like a curve that was a statistical model for what they expected the results to be. So they found no evidence of irregularities and no evidence, especially of fraud. Mm -hmm. The Organization of American States, which helped oversee this coup, which is just a U.S. tool. It was created by the U.S. during the Cold War as a coalition of the anti-communist governments in Latin America. And it's, it's nearly two thirds of its funding come from the U.S., so the, the OAS basically is just rubber stamps what the U.S. Yeah. does. And they released a statement that was very short saying that there, were, there was fraud and irregularities in the election. They didn't cite any evidence. So at every level, there has been distortions, deceit, frankly, lies to justify what is obviously a military coup. And who did they install? Christian fascists. I mean, right. these are people. I mean, we can talk about some of the names, but today is the 13th. Yesterday on the 12th, the far-right opposition um, anointed this far-right oppos uh, far -right opposition politician whose name is Hanin um, Agnes. This is an extreme Christian fundamentalist. The first thing she did as supposed president, unelected president, she went to the presidential palace with a giant Bible. You should actually show yeah. video of this. She, she, yeah, she's She blonde, had a giant not Bible. Not that it matters, it's just uh, funny because there's not a lot of blondes well, you in have, Bolivia. Well, you kind of have blondes. Uh, yeah, stolen valor is what uh, <laughs> someone told me once. Stolen valor is a Jew. But yeah, but it's not as like the optics of me. I'm First of all, I'm not president anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm not installing a coup. Well, and Bolivia is like a two-thirds indigenous country. Saying, yeah, and you have, yeah. Okay. So, CNN in Espanol, which is just, you know, it's, it's, it's worse than CNN here, which is bad enough. Yeah. They, they posted this video of her holding a giant Bible and she's walking into the presidential palace and she's saying, Jesus is returning. I mean, I mean, how do we know she's not onto something? <laughs> Could be true. Ye of little faith. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's a few things we can talk about here also. We can talk about the fact that Agnes, while we're getting this up, Agnes, this is... This woman who has the dyed blonde hair, Agnes, this article is in the, in the Brazilian media, and they just exposed that she is the aunt 
of a drug trafficker who was arrested in 2017 with 400 kilograms of cocaine. Well, that means she comes from a hardworking family. Well, not the <laughs> smartest because they shouldn't have been busted. But uh, industrious, right? And this is insane because the opposition, they often claim that Morales was a, they call him a narco dictator. Yeah, well, how is that possible? Like, okay. And then if you look, this is her with a giant, that is, a, oh my God, how did she okay. even get it's a like Bible Dis- that big? It's like um, Disney-sized Bible. It's like, I don't even know what to call it. It's like <laughs> super-sized me Bible. Okay, let's, super-sized so, me Bible. let's play this. This is like, you know, like men who are like insecure. This is like, you're insecure in your faith because you have to have like yeah, right. the large. Sorry about your penis <laughs> for women. Yeah. This, this is the equivalent for Christian fascists. She's saying the Bible, the Bible is returning to the palace and you can pause it now. All right. You can go back. You can transition back now. So what is the significance of that? The significance of that is that this is a country that's two thirds indigenous. And what they're saying, she also has numerous tweets where you can you can oh, yeah, show them too. Find, find she her. has tweets where this is the unelected uh, president who's been appointed in Bolivia, and no, no. If you just go back to my Twitter feed, you can find. Oh, you'll find you have her tweets. No, d- yeah, I have her tweets and go down. I gotta follow her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can transition again for people who okay, are watching. Okay, let's so, so for people who are watching, we're talking about the coup in Bolivia, and this is the far right unelected leader who's who's been installed as the supposed president now did they go with her as opposed to the guy running against morales because they wanted to seem like they weren't choosing sides the reason they picked her is because because she claimed she was the next in command to be the president of the senate but she actually wasn't the president of the senate the president of the senate is a leftist politician who's also a very young feminist, by the way, mm. who's like 30, 31 years old. And she's from the ruling party and movement towards socialism. She should be, according to the constitutional constitutional order Const- of powers, yeah. right? It should be the president and the vice president who resign. But then after would be the president of the Senate. And she, the leftist, this young woman, should be the actual president. But... The coup mongers are preventing her. Those are the tweets right there. I know. I'm the coup mongers are preventing her from actually being the actual president, and instead they went they went illegally beyond her, and are installing this far right Christian extremist who's I mean bra- frankly a fascist. Yeah, who we're going to talk about in one second. But I just want to make I want to make sure people watch me. Look what I'm doing now. I'm gonna I'm going to her Twitter account. Yeah. Okay, here she is, Janine. And yes. Okay, I'm following you, Janine. <laughs> You just got another follower. She has not them. Okay, she's very selective. She's only following four seventy six people. We should look at who she's. Oh, following. who she follows? Yeah. By the way, look at this. Who who has recognized her? The fascist regime in Brazil. Yeah, right. And she, and they're saying the Brazilian. My, my Portuguese Brazilian is kind of weak, but it's saying the Brazilian congratulates her for, for assuming constitutionally, constitutionally the president, the yeah. president of Bolivia. And, um, and and her uh, determination, her determination to, work, to work. My Brazil Portuguese has her back. is pretty weak. Yeah, if anyone speaks Portuguese, I, I just do this thing where like yeah. I take Spanish and like try to turn it into Portuguese. I know, same thing. Wait, <laughs> the far, what Brazilian government congratulates Senator for constitutionally assuming the president is welcome to determination to work for the country's pacification and prompt general elections. Brazil wants to deepen fraternal friendship with Bolivia. So, and as you all probably know, Brazil yeah. has a fascist leader, yeah. Jair Bolsonaro. And Bolsonaro has... Was part of the military dictatorship and openly praises torturers and torture. 
And he told a female senator, he said, you're so ugly, you don't yeah. deserve to be raped. You're too ugly to get raped, yeah. And he said that he, if his son... Was gay, he'd hope it, he yeah, died he hope in he a dies. car crash and or he, something. Kind of he weird also specific said, way to <laughs> go, but... And he also said for another son, someone asked him, what if your son was in a relationship with, with a black woman? He said, he's too smart for that. Oh, yeah, right. But the, even worse than all of that, he said, he said the worst thing about Pinochet, the fascist Chilean dictator, yeah. is that he, instead of killing, he didn't kill enough. He tortured. He should right. have killed more people. So the Brazilian fascist regime has recognized her. Juan Guaido, who is the, the fake, fake president, president yeah. who controls nothing. And he, this 32-year-old who 87% of Venezuelans had never heard of until the Trump administration appointed him president in January, they're using the same tactics now in Bolivia, except in Bolivia, the president was actually overthrown. I'm thanking the UK for recognizing it. Who's who's that? Boris. Boris yeah. Johnson. Ugh. And then, um, of course, one Guaido oh God, here. One Guaido, yeah. who's the fake Coup president, president yeah. in Venezuela who was installed. If you look behind her, there are two flags, right? Yeah. The flag on the left is the recon the longtime recognized flag, the national flag of Bolivia. On the right is the Wipala flag, which is an indigenous flag used by Andean indigenous communities. In the 2009 constitution that was democratically elected on by the Bolivian people under Evo Morales, he had a democratic referendum and and more than 61% of the population voted to recognize this this constitution. So this flag on the right, the Wipala flag, is this indigenous flag. In the 2009 constitution, which was voted on democratically by 61% of the population, the constitution turns turned Bolivia into what they call the plurinational state, which for the first time in Bolivia's entire history recognizes indigenous communities, which make up nearly two-thirds of the country, as part of the country, as part of the government. And the Wipala flag is now the dual flag of Bolivia. So it has two flags, and they're mm -hmm. both... And if you look at, at police and military, on their badges, they have both of the flags. And there have been videos published of these coup-mongering right-wing police and military forces cutting off the Wipala flag, cutting off the indigenous flag. There's also been many videos... Cutting it off from where, sorry? Cutting it off of their badge. And there's yeah. also been many videos of the opposition burning the Wipala flag. So that says everything symbolically about what they're doing is that they're symbolically trying to cut indigenous people out right. of the life of Bolivia. But why is it still there? Why didn't she leave? Why did she leave it there? Well, because bad PR. She, the well, optics bad would be PR too bad. Because she's trying to say what what they're trying to say is that she is the constitutional president because they purged the woman before her who should actually right. who's the actual president of the Senate who's actually constitutionally next in line, and because. They forced Evo Morales, the president and the vice president, to resign. So they're saying, oh, she's the constitutional right. president. And today, they had a fake vote in the Senate. And the military forces pre violently prevented me elected members of the leftist party from entering the, entering the Congress, the Senate, in order to have the vote. So they had a fake vote that was stacked with only opposition members to recognize her as supposed president. This is a totally illegitimate fake vote. She's totally unelected. She is not the president constitutionally. This is, they're trying to cement the coup legally and they're trying to use these tactics that, I mean, it's just, it's so absurd. So something else that we should show here is that 
I, I tweeted some of these tw some of these tweets. Okay. So this far right unelected fake president Agnes is trying to delete the evidence, but she's extremely racist. Oh yeah. So these are some of her okay. tweets. So she, keep in mind, this is the Christian fascist. The first thing she oh did as president. Oh my god. She said, um, she's she's basically saying that like we let's have a new year, a new dawn, um, without the indigenous peoples. She's saying she's calling them satanic. And nobody Satanic. replaces God. Nobody replaces God. And then go to the other tweet. This is even worse. She's like, I'm dreaming oh of a God. free Bolivia without the indigenous satanic rituals. And she's saying, the city is not for Indians. They need to go back to the Altiplano and El Chaco. So she's telling the indigenous people, get out of our country. Wow. You don't belong here. You're satanic. That's wow. Well, and she's at least deleting she wears these. on her sleeve. I wonder why she was uh, delete you them. Can try. Yeah, exactly. So, quick note on lithium. Bolivia has fifty to seventy percent of the world's known lithium reserves. In fact, a week before the coup, Evo Morales canceled a deal with the German with the German company to to process the lithium to use to create batteries, and he did that right before the coup because there were protests from the indigenous community who didn't want to to mine the lithium. That lithium, by the way, is going to be needed for a Green New Deal, for re renewable energy, for electric batteries, for cars, for phones, for computers. Lithium is one of the most important minerals in the world. And you can bet, you can bet that multinational corporations really want to get access to that. So that, that's right. definitely a huge factor in this. And this is the point about right democratic socialism, right? And this is why you have all these people in the US who are criticizing Evo Morales and Maduro and Chavez and all of these elected leaders. It's like, they are democratic socialists. What do you want? This is what actual right. democratic socialism looks like. And one of the reasons during the Cold War, you had more of these governments that were so-called authoritarian, although many of them were not nearly as authoritarian as we've been led to believe by years of propaganda. It was because they knew that if they had these more open democratic right. processes, they were afraid of... Constant coups, constant right, assassinations. Like yeah, you know, um, Che Guevara was in Bolivia. Killed in, in Bolivia with the help of the CIA. He was killed in, in Bolivia. But he went to Guan he was in Guatemala when they overthrew our bands in '54, which helped radicalize him and convince him that you needed armed struggle because they were like a reformist, you know, socialist, but not very armed. And then remember in Chile, like, like no, they taken away all the arms from the yeah. From the Chilean. So in Bolivia, there are a lot of indigenous people with arms, with weapons, and they're actually fighting in the streets right now. We published an article at the Gray Zone about how the leaders of the military coup were trained at the School of the Americas. Shocking. Which everyone, right, trained everyone by the US military. suspected, but now we but we're going to see something right? now. So, so here's the video. is Medea Benjamin got um, tried to arrest her. Sorry. So let me oh. just do a transition. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're amazing. like she's thrown in jail and locked up. No, actually, she was, they tried to arrest her. Hold on. Apparently, it was an attack on um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. <laughs> Anya tweeted this. She said, watch, police attempt to arrest Code Pink Benj Medea Benjamin on Trump's assault charges over activism to protect Venezuela's former embassy this spring. Oh, this comes after police arrested wow. Max Blumenthal as part of an intimidation and revenge campaign. And, can, and I'll explain. So oh, okay. my yeah. colleague, and keep in mind, this was five months ago. They were protecting the embassy five months ago. Oh, so they're ago. saying this happened like a while ago? So police accused Code Pink founder Medea Benjamin of assaulting Democratic Congresswoman and Venezuela coup Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Insane. 
The U.S. people must become aware of their government's coordinated crackdown on political dissent and stand with Medea. It's blatant repression. So they, they tried to detain her without a warrant and opted not to proceed with arrest. After reviewing footage of the alleged incident, we see, once again, how local D.C. police are coll- colluding, colluding yeah, with the State, with State Department. Department and right-wing Venezuelan pushkas in order to crush dissent. I should note that the attempted arrest came just moments after Code Pink interrupted a cr- press conference held by Venezuelan coup official... Carlos Vecchio on Capitol grounds. This is terrifying. My colleague Max Blumenthal, if you go to the Gray Zone, you can find an article I wrote. He was arrested five months, five months after bogus charges of of fake charges of assault. And from the far-right Venezuelan opposition, the Trump-loving racist Venezuelan opposition that was saying the n-word to yeah and to call the woman a bitch yeah yeah and assaulting they were the ones assaulting people oh my god they they blocked legal um transmission legal transfer of food yeah and also they illegally took over venezuela's sovereign embassy which is illegal under international law right but even aside from that it violates the vienna convention but aside from that a crazy thing that, that we didn't even notice until after Max's arrest and after he published the article, they marked, the police marked Max as armed and dangerous. Oh my God. Which only do in 3% of cases, which was Wait, you mean when they picked him up? Like, they, like. They sent seven armed police. They said he was and they marked surrounded armed his and house. dangerous when they were going to pick him they up. They surrounded his house with seven police and were preparing to knock the door down until he opened it up and he was like, what are you doing? Right. Because he was like, what are these people around my house? We're so, having Max on next week's Useful Idiots, by the way, as our guest. I'm sure people on Twitter are going to crazy and be way. like, shut it down, Rolling Stone, what are you doing? They're so annoying. <laughs> and anyway, so they marked him as armed and dangerous. Max doesn't have weapons? That's insane. What that is, is that's the U.S. government yeah. telling Max, they're like, this is a threat. Only 3% of people are marked armed and dangerous, which gave police the right to shoot right. him. Right. That's so scary. How'd you find this out? Because it was marked on paperwork he found later after the arrest. That's so scary. I'm going to tell him to bring a copy of and that. And for 36 hours, he was he was held in jail for nearly two days. And for 36 hours, he couldn't talk to his which lawyer. Which is illegal, right? It's totally illegal. you have illegal. a right to... They denied the what right to talk say? to his lawyer. I don't know. They just refused it. Wow. I mean, this is blatant political intimidation. Right. Five months after charges. the warrant. Five months after. And it's because of a reporting of Venezuela. It's obvious. Right. It was like right and after you guys by the way, something. the actual charge, it's not this fake allegation of assault from this 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 <laughs> this, this he punched an old lady in the stomach. yeah it's totally Sorry. fake but it's not her name v max blumenthal the actual lawsuit is united states of america v max blumenthal well, this is the very US powerful lady government. Big, she's miss america apparently yeah. lived, you know, in a different way <laughs> she's probably like no i mean whatever no, uh, I probably her. all these people are related yeah probably like three the third cousin of leopoldo Lopez. i, I mean yeah. they're all related this, so this last thing I'm going to say is yeah. on this like so-called authoritarian thing. Yeah. And this uh, is why when people criticize Cuba, they're like, Cuba isn't democratic enough. I mean, first of all, I would argue Cuba is still more democratic than the U.S. But even aside from that, in Cuba, we had, we saw, I, I, I guess I kind of ruined this. I can't ask this question now, but who has more assassination attempts against him than any other person Fidel in Castro. history? Fidel right. 64 or something? 638. There's okay. actually, and that's just, that was just up until 2008, I believe. There was a documentary made. Oh yeah, where they declassified us. There were six hundred thirty-eight assassination attempts. They tried to put a bomb in just his, from the U.S. Right. They tried to put a bomb in his cigar. Yeah. They tried to put a bomb in some coral reef when he went swimming. When he went diving. Um. Yeah. They they gave him a poison diving suit. 
How do you avoid that? He just didn't put it on. He was like, I'm not, I'm not wearing this this Yankee diving suit. Oh, my suit. God. So um, speaking of the types of people who are, and then we'll get into more of your, your research and what you found out about yeah. the Christo, Christo fascists. But I just want people to see, this is like incredibly disturbing video of a female uh, mayor in, um, in Bolivia. Um, Patricia Arce is her name. And this is incredibly disturbing. They had, um, they... They threw paint on her. They made her march around. Um, but here are the, you can see their subtitles here. It's one of the most disturbing things I've seen yet. And I feel like there's more footage of this disgusting stuff. I guess it's just because the, the world we live in, there's more technology. But I feel like I've seen more about from this coup than I have from any other coup. And keep in mind, they're yelling at this woman who's in a rural area. She's a democratically elected mayor from the Movement Towards Socialism Party, right. MAS. And they're yelling... Evo resign at her. Right, yeah. Like, what? Okay, She's so not Evo Morales. She's so not the disgusting. president. They're straight up fascists. And these are the people the, the U.S. is backing. And not just the U.S., Colombia and Brazil. And the OAS, which is just a tool of the U.S. All right, but yeah, I mean. And what's crazy is in response to this, in response to this, oh the. Um, so what's interesting, and we can talk about my report now, is that the opposition in Bolivia there are different wings to it. There's like the far-right fascists like them, and then there are the so-called more moderate people, right. and the, the the opposition candidate for president is named Carlos Mesa, and he was he's the so-called more moderate. He's right. just a total neoliberal. He's not violent, but he just wants to privatize sure. everything and give the right. natural resources. So is Janine um, Agnes? She's she, just far-right. She's not, but is she part of these fascists? Absolutely. Okay, so you're saying so that Mesa, Mesa is like your run-of-the-mill right-wing Technically, guy. his party claims to be a left-wing party, but they're just neoliberal. Okay, yeah. So because because the right-wing is so... Oh, so that's why they put him, her in and not him, because he's not right and Christian and fascist enough. Well, no, and, and it's similar to Venezuela. In Venezuela... Right, there's an opposition the, that's not the quite... The mainstream so. opposition right. claims to be socialist. It's Capriles. He's the mainstream opposition because... The left is so popular in these countries because these leftist governments have brought education, right. healthcare, um, dropping poverty, integrating oppressed nations and indigenous people and Afro-descendants into the country for the first time. So the right can't win an election. They right. have they have, right. they have support from 5 to 10% of the elite white population. Right. So they have to run these candidates who, who claim to be left-wing but are just neoliberals. And it's like the whole Obama thing. And this is my article at the Gray Zone. This is, I published it with Max Blumenthal, looking at who the forces are behind this fascist coup. And Carlos Mesa is not even, he's not the muscle behind the coup. The muscle behind the coup is this guy, Luis Fernando Camacho. And Camacho, as you can go down a little bit, you can see he's here. And That's a Bible on the flag. Okay, so what happened is on they the stormed the presidential okay. palace after pushing out Evo Morales. And they brought in a Bible, and he he declaimed. He declared, but that's a normal sized Bible. It's not like the Disney Bible that yeah, the other one was holding. It's not. He's he's slightly more secure yeah. with. Yeah. Right. So so and then these these fasc these Christian fascists they shouted, "Pachamama will never return to the palace." That's that's the mother Indian like, indigenous yeah. Mother Earth spirit. Bolivia belongs to Christ. So Bolivia scary. is de Cristo. This guy Camacho, who led the coup attempt. He was the leader of this group called the Youth Union of Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz is the richest city in Bolivia, and it's the center of all the elites, the right-wing elites. And they have this fascist youth group that was founded by 
former Nazi collaborators who fled Europe after World War II, and like many of these fascists, they fled to Argentina, right. Chile, Chile yeah. and to Bolivia. This is their video. Like, they weren't hiding it. They're just literal fascists. They're li when I say fascists, it's not just like right. they're marching around doing fascist salutes what and then go down to okay. the literal Nazi saluting. Okay. Right okay. Here. Oh, this is great. Who are these people? This is from the same youth group. Okay, so he this is helped the youth lead union of Santa Cruz. This group. He okay. he started his political career in as the vice president of this group, and then he's now the president of what's called the the uh, the pro Santa Cruz committee, civic okay. committee, and then this is the youth wing. These. Of, this is really good. This is the youth wing of the group that he's the leader of. And the U.S. Embassy in Bolivia has described the even youth, they admitted, yeah these members as racist and militant. And they frequently attack Romas, government people, and installations. But by the way, even though the U.S. Embassy admitted that, they right. still supported them. Right, yeah. And in the fact, US they Embassy warned. They're like, they're them. nervous about, what do they say? They say, um, uh, the youth union of the pro-autonomy group state, they are forming a Guardia, yeah, Civil, Guardia Civil to guard polling places and prefecture installations. The youth union has boasted to the press that it has signed up 7,000 members to participate in the Guardia Civil. The number is likely inflated, but many of those who have signed are militant but where is it they say oh, oh oh he says the attack was televised no the government is certainly looking to okay hold on sorry let me members of the youth union have frequently attacked pro mass government people and installations including the government tv channel mass is the leftist is, party, is, it was party, party. Morales, their actions frequently appear more racist than politically motivated several months ago a group of mainly white youth union members attacked an altiplano migrant who they alleged was pro-MAS. The attack was televised. No, the government is certainly looking to capture on video an attack by a light-skinned pro-autonomy supporter on an indigenous person or persons on or around referendum day as a means to discredit the entire referendum process. End note. All right, I'll explain so, this. Such events want. provide fodder for the government's arguments that the Santa Cruz leadership is anti-indigenous and seeks to <laughs> separate the country. Well, them, them calling the indigenous people satanic. I know. That's, that's I, not I like how on they're like they're like look they are racist, but watch out because they're going to use this as an excuse to justify why they're racist. Yeah. So I'll explain this really quickly. A really good British journalist, Matt Kenner, did a report about how the U.S. government was supporting these groups. They're talking about autonomy. These are leaked U.S. government cables from WikiLeaks. So we have to thank Julian Assange for right. being tortured and as a political prisoner for publishing this truthful information. These leaked documents show that the U.S. government was, and, other, and also Matt Kenner's report shows, the U.S. government was supporting these fascist groups because they were trying to basically secede from the breast of Bolivia. Santa Cruz is the biggest city and the richest area. It's the whitest part of the country where all of the European fascists who fled after World War II moved to. And also it has many elites who controlled the gas reserves. So this, this, this fascist leader, Camacho, who's the guy who stormed the presidential palace, yeah. the so-called leader of the, of the opposition, he is a close ally of this Croatian oligarch named Branko Marinkovic. Branko Marinkovic, who didn't change his name, and that, that's the name he uses, and he's a dual citizen of Bolivia and Croatia, and it's been alleged, although he denies it, that his family members were members of the Ostasha, which were Croatian fascists who collaborated with the Nazi occupiers, with Nazi Germany during World War II, and then after the Holocaust, many of them fled to Bolivia. So there's a significant elite Croatian population in Bolivia. Mm -hmm. Branko Marinkovic 
was the former leader of this opposition group backed by the U.S., which is called the Pro Santa Cruz Civic Committee, which is this fascist group. And he's a total elite. Even the New York Times admitted that he is the scion of a rich oligarch family who control all of this land. This is Camacho, who is the coup leader. And this is a photo he took with his, what he calls un gran amigo, his good friend, Branko Marinkovic, who's this Croatian fascist oligarch, because Marinkovic was the former leader of that group, the the pro Santa Cruz committee. That is the fascist group whose youth wing are the Nazi Sluga people. So th- this is the op- these are the extreme. And he was wishing him happy birthday. These are the extreme far right opposition figures. This guy Marinkovic, where does he live? He doesn't live in Bolivia. He lives in Brazil, and he's a strong Another supporter place, of uh, Bolsonaro. Uh huh. He's a strong supporter of Bolsonaro, and leaked recordings published by. Someone leaked leaked recordings of the opposition that show that Brazil was involved in the coup attempt and that the Bolsonaro regime was supporting the attempt to overthrow the government. So these layers of literal fascists of these networks who are linked, we expose in this article that you can read through. Look, this is the New York Times. I don't usually quote the New York yeah, Times right. favorably. But when they're critical of some You should highlight yeah. that paragraph. Okay. New York Times acknowledged it described the area of Santa Cruz as a bastion of openly xenophobic groups like the Bolivian Socialist Falange, whose hand in air salute draws inspiration from the fascist Falange of the former Spanish dictator right. Franco. By the way, I love how they That's say the New York Times. Whose by the way, hand yeah. in air salute i.e. Nazi salutes. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess they went like that. Yeah. The, yeah, what's the difference? I should know that. And if you look, the, we explain... Well, I guess in Spain, they just go like that. Yeah, yeah they well, just no go like that. no one can see this, by the way. Oh, yeah, you probably they just shouldn't do this on their... camera anyway. Oh, 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 hold on. No, 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 okay. no, 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 you don't want to do oh, this on yeah, camera. yeah, you don't want to see me, yeah. But they just raise their hand up. Well, you can I go think. back, just don't do it on camera. You can I thought you were going to say you can do that because you're Jewish. <laughs> Um, Barbie, what's this? The Bolivian Socialist Falang was a fascist group that provided safe haven to Nazi war criminal Klaus Barbie. During the Cold War, former Gestapo torture expert, expert Barbie was repurposed by the CIA through its Operation Condor program to help exterminate communism. And then go down. The and then I also I point out, despite its antiquated name, like the German so-called right. National Socialists, this far-right extremist group, the Bolivian Socialist Falange, was in fact violently anti-leftist, committed right. to killing and, right. socialists. Right, and the Falange in Spain was the right wing, was like the fa- Spanish fascist, fascist party. Yeah, but that was at a time when. Like the opposition in Bolivia, they pretend to be socialists right. because socialism was so popular. Yeah, and they were in a you know they were right wing. Po- they were somewhat populist in like in Spain, but they were violent but, Christian. But the fascists, Nazis, yeah. but the Nazis oversaw not so fun historical fact. The Nazis oversaw more privatization than right. any other government in Europe at the time. Right, because what they did is they would just they would just. Yeah, no, I shouldn't have said that. What I meant is they tried to culturally tap into. They tried to be the alternative to Marxism on the right. Well, it's like Steve Bannon's whole thing. He's yeah, right. Like yes, even though they weren't working class, but they tried to appeal to working class. Well, Steve Bannon's his whole argument says we need to turn the Republican Party into a workers' party, which is never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But that's, I mean, because they're trying to square the circle of. I mean, it's not so much squaring the circle because you can see with Pinochet, you can combine fascism right. and neoliberalism. It's very possible. Right, yeah. The Chicago boys. So anyway, so we explain in this article, you can go through the literal fascists. And we have a photo in here of the the leader. You can come back to it. Of the leader of the Ostasha. This is the Croatian, Croatian fascist who collaborated with Nazi Germany. Their meet, of the leader meeting with Hitler. And Max, Max Blumenthal, the co-author, joked. He was like, this is like... We, we actually had a legitimate reason to have a photo of Hitler. Like, this is, 
I mean, that's not even a joke. That's just like, that's exactly what happened. Like, usually on the internet when people say, oh, you're oh, like Hitler. Right, it's right, just like Godwin's right, law. Right, right, yeah. No, literally, there, this was, is like two like degrees hand, yeah. separation removed. Kevin Bacon game, but instead with Hitler. And yeah, that, that, that's the joke Max made. He was like, it's like the Kevin Bacon game. I'm telling you, Max and I have that, that's, that yeah. deadpan Jewish in the thick cloth. <laughs> you're um, like sharing, sharing a brain link. Yeah, exactly. Um, and tell us about um, about the other article that you guys published. Yeah, you can cut to it um, In This is by Jeb. Sprague, yeah. Jeb So we just Sprague. published this. Top Bolivian coup plotters were School of the America grads served as attaches in FBI police programs. So this is pretty uh, self-explanatory. So the leader of the Bolivian military, whose name, by the way, is Williams Caliman, and obviously he sounds very indigenous. Yeah, I mean, these are all the elites yeah. who are the descendants of the Europeans. Right. Williams Caliman, he's the one who, who basically threatened Morales and told them you have to step down. Oh, yeah, we have to, talk, we have to show the video of his ransacked house, yeah. Caliman, this, the head of the military, was trained by the U.S. military at the School of the Americas. And most of the leadership of the Bolivian military was trained by the U.S. military and worked with U.S. government organizations, including the FBI. There was a police training program with the police in Bolivia and the FBI, and part of the police are involved in this coup as well. And the School of the Americas, just so people know, is a place that's called School of Assassins, also SOA, School of the Americas, School of the Assassins. Um, and they've trained tons of, you know, right-wing people involved in hate, uh, in uh, torture and human rights, you know, crimes against humanity. Yeah. There's there are a lot of pro. Does it still operate, or they change the name? Yeah, they change the name, but it's the same. But thing. it's the same thing. It's you know, still the, it's in Georgia. Prison. It's in Georgia. Yeah, and they always try to. Um, people are always protesting it to try to to shut it down. But there's um, leaked audio, right? Yeah. So there there were leaked audio recordings, sixteen audio recordings. I can just explain them because they're all in Spanish. But they have Bolivian opposition figures before the election plotting the coup. And they said that they had support from the U.S., the Trump administration. They also named Narco Rubio, Little Narco, and uh, Marco Rubio, yeah. whose whose family members are also linked to the drug trade, which is why people call him Narco Rubio. Although who knows All of he these... lies about his origins, but yeah, yeah. Well, well, but still, well by I'm the sure way, he, yeah. Another lie from Little Narco is that Narco Rubio claims that his family I know, but they left refugees. right, but they left before they Castro. left in '58 before the Cuban yeah, Revolution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Losers. and also, so does this, this, speaking of, we're talking about Trotskyism, so does this, ma this major Trotskyite dude who has written tons of books attacking Che and attacking the Cuban Revolution, Samuel Farber, who has lived almost all of his life in the U.S., his family fled when they were in 58. Oh, interesting, yeah. Anyway, but getting back to this thing in Bolivia, so before the election, this is actually really crazy and it got buried. Hmm. Before the election, which happened on October 20th, on October 15th, Evo Morales gave a speech and he said, this is the elected president of Bolivia. He said, we have proof that the opposition is planning a coup. Even if I win the election freely and fairly, they're going to overthrow me. Right. I have audio recordings that prove it. These were the audio recordings that were leaked and they were leaked before the election happened. And I remember when I was in Venezuela, I spent uh, nearly three months in Venezuela this past summer in July, August, and September. Back then, I was talking with people who were hearing rumors. They were like, we've heard that a coup is being planned in Bolivia, and we're really worried about this coup. I was hearing about this for months. 
And I was worried people were really pessimistic because in Latin America, everyone thinks there's always going to be a right. coup because there there's is. a history of the right. U.S. every right, yeah. few months organizes right. a coup. And I was worried they were being too pessimistic, but they knew it. They knew it months beforehand. And they had they have these recordings that prove that these military officials trained by the U.S. And this is just scratching the surface. Right. I'm sure in a few months we're going to find right. all of this stuff. Just like immediately after the coup against Salvador Allende in 1973, the first right. 9-11 attack, right. 1973, we, there were all these people we kept hearing, oh, I mean, I was not alive, but there were all these people right. who were like, Salvador Allende, no, that, that, he wasn't overthrown by the CIA. Come on, that's right, a conspiracy. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Also, Mark um, Ames made a really good point about all this, which is that a lot of people are, are, are pulling the, oh, but look, this is democracy, you know, the, the people who don't like... Morales, they are pro-democracy because you can see them marching in the streets and protesting in the streets. And Mark Ames was like, yeah, just like they did under Pinochet. I mean, sorry, excuse me. Just like they did under Allende, Allende to install to Pinochet, Pinochet, who was the... Uh, I mean, I can't even talk about the types of torture that they did on people, like on um, uh, on their genitals, but that's Especially not women. even... Yeah, I don't... There were, like, insertions of rodents. Do you know about yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, like... They put rats I, in, in women's I know. Vaginas. I can't even... I can't even, like... Oh, my God. I just, yeah. So, anyway. I know someone who survived that. Nieves. Um, uh, who... I Who's married to... I can't remember. But they're big activists. Her daughter's named... Um, um, Rosa Victoria, because victory, you know, because the fact that she was able to have a kid was a victory. It's so disgusting. I can't. And the thing about is, you know, Nieves Aires. The thing now. about Pinochet is that a lot of people know about Pinochet, but the thing is, there were similar far right dictatorships throughout Latin America right. supported by the U.S. and, a, and an operation we never Argentina, hear about, yeah. Operation Condor, Condor yeah. in Spanish known as Plan Condor, and basically what we're seeing is Plan Condor is back. Operation Condor is back. And there's all of these far-right fascist forces and dictatorships here in Honduras, Bolsonaro in Brazil, who illegally imprisoned Lula, who's right. now free finally. Yeah, think, yeah, but I'm afraid they're going to kill him. Yeah. And we're seeing Operation Condor all over again. And the thing is, Pinochet was probably the worst, but Argentina had yeah. an equally, not e maybe not equally, but extremely bloody right. dictatorship, right-wing dictatorship Uruguay. That, that disappeared um, thousands and thousands right. of people. And I, I have friends, um, this, this, this really good journalist, Marco Terugi, who's actually in Bolivia right now. He's Where's an Argentine oh, journalist. Yeah. He, his family members were disappeared and they're yeah. still looking for family members. Oh yeah, the women, the, the grandmothers of the Plaza de Mayo, yeah. they've done all these DNA tests. They try to reunite most of the parents have been killed. They would take the kids. There's a, story, a movie about this called La Historia Oficial. They would take the kids whose parents had been killed or disappeared and give them to other families, often right-wing families. I met one of them. He was the found child, 88. He didn't have right-wing families, a family who raised him. But anyway, it's... Um, it's so... It's so... I mean, so you say alluded in, in, right, alluded to in the leaked audio is that the coup attempt would be supported by various evangelical groups as well as by Colombian President Ivan Duque, ex-Colombian President Alvaro Uribe, and most notably Brazil's neo-fascist President Jair, Jair Bolsonaro. The plotters also mentioned the strong support of ultra-right U.S. Senators Bob Menendez, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio, who is said to have had to have the ear of President Donald Trump when it comes to the U.S. To US foreign policy in the Western Hemisphere. 
By the way, I mean, Bob Menendez isn't even considered that right. Well, yeah, they, I mean, oh. that's, the wording of that's not great. No, but, but it's fine. Ted I mean, Cruz just, and Marco. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's a testament to how on Latin America, because he's a huge anti-Cuba guy. You should, you should guy. show them. That. Of course, the New York Times editorial board, which is just an arm of the U.S. Yeah, government. Yeah, which they called it, like, what they say, tyranny is leaving. Yeah, I mean, they, they endorsed the coup. Also, the most disturbing of all, Chris Murphy who claims to be like this progressive and he flexes his bona fides in foreign policy. You can try to right. back, but he, he also was like, it's good that Morales has been pushed out because, you know, he Chris was Murphy from, is he from Connecticut? Yeah. Which is insane. And, and, and he was like, well, there should be a civilian transition. And it's like, well, there's not going to be a civilian transition. Yeah. These you people. can say that, but it's not going to be it. Right. You have two options. You can continue with yeah, the actual democracy or have the fascist dictatorship. Pick one. And we know which one you've obviously picked. I'll, I'll give credit to two of the only people I've seen in U.S. politics who have released statements recognizing the coup. Bernie. The best was from Ilhan Omar, who was like, this is a coup. This is ridiculous. There should be a democratic process. And then Bernie released a pretty good statement as well. And he's saying it looks like a coup. You know, so he softened it a bit, but it was still a pretty right. good statement. And Bernie has also spoken out about the coup against Salvador Allende. So. Yeah, and spoke out. He gave, you know, in solidarity with Lula. So look, I mean, you know, no one's perfect, but yeah, considering no, everyone else, that yeah, you know, Bernie's statement isn't perfect, but considering everyone else in U.S. politics, that's as good as it gets. Right. And that's still good. Speaking also, of, Bernie's statement on Ecuador and Chile yeah. were also really good. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about this. So listen to this. Ready? So... Speaking of how terrible people are. For people are, who don't know, this is the editor of Mother Jones. All right, so we're Jones. showing you a tweet from Clara Jeffrey, who the only thing I can say is that I'm so glad Mother Jones isn't alive to see this. The, the editor of this newspaper. A editor. radical revolutionary yeah. socialist labor organizer yeah. who sacrificed, I mean, who like risked her life yeah. with scabs trying to kill her. Yeah, goons. So, di so this is what Clara tweets. Dicey times in Bolivia. Morales had taken several end runs around the a democratic process, but let's hope it is a democratic process that succeeds him. And then you have Secretary Pompeo fully support the findings of the OAS official report recommending new elections in Bolivia to ensure a truly democratic process represented with the people's will. The credibility of the electoral system must be restored. So maybe it's not a good look, Clara Jeffrey and every other lib making this point when you and Pompeo have the same line. That's well, just a short... You know, short Honestly, answer. with those two statements, her statement's even worse. Why? Of those, I mean, they're both awful. Yeah. By the way, Pompeo, this isn't mentioned enough. Pompeo is one of those end timesers who yeah, thinks. Yeah, I didn't know Italians did that. He he became evangelical. <laughs> he thinks we're the last generation on earth. Yeah. These people are fa they're fat. Can I? I, is it, I don't know. Whatever. I haven't cussed yet, so I guess I won't cuss. Yeah, no. They are literal like Christian end timesers who think we're all going to die in an in an apocalypse. They're so insane. Uh, we didn't even talk about where Morales is. He's in Mexico. Mexico. Because, of course, Thanks to um, Andres Manuel López Obrador, yeah. who's the first left-wing president in Mexico in 50 years. Yeah. So what you're saying is that why those supporters were swatting Max Blumenthal, they really were hoping to have him killed. That's really scary. That's mo that's much scarier than I knew. Um, and we're going to... Don't forget to tune into um, Useful Idiot because we're going to be talking to him. Um, yeah, we're reading your comments here. Thanks for all the great comments. Yeah. Someone asked about Janice Vacadaza. Janice or Janice, I don't know how she pronounces it. Janice Vacadaza. So, that, by the way, vaca, which means cow, but it's actually, um, she abbreviates it, but vaca is a very... Who is this person? She is an opposition activist. And, and vaca is associated, it's a very elite last name. Mm. 
the the Vaca family tends to be very, very rich, and they're like and Vietnam oligarchs. <laughs> and does uh, this activist quick story? We did a story at the Gray Zone about this. Um, in fact, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll get this up yeah. so people can see it. Oh, yeah. So we did a story a few months ago about the really the beginning of the coup attempt, and this was happening when there were fires in the Amazon, right? And it was mm-hmm. getting all this mainstream coverage. And then the corporate media were trying to blame Evo Morales, an indigenous oh, leftist yeah. environmentalist, for the fires, even though the fires were caused by Brazilian capitalists who were given permission by fascist president Jair Bolsonaro to just, just, just demolish the rainforest. Jair Bolsonaro proudly called himself, he said, yeah. I am Captain Chainsaw. He said, I'm pro-business, which is just like means he's just going to destroy everything for capitalist gain, profits. So he gave them permission to just demolish all this, this area. And he said, I'm going to bulldoze the Amazon and indigenous communities. So you have this fascist who has pledged to bulldoze the indigenous communities and destroy the Amazon and called himself Captain Chainsaw. But there was this campaign in corporate media, not to blame him, but to blame an indigenous socialist environmentalist, Evo Morales, who went to the United Nations and gave a speech and said, we should pass a resolution recognizing the rights of Mother Earth. And, you know, have like this, you know, like, remember like in the 1700s, the, the Declaration of the Rights of Man? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we have a, we need a Declaration of the Rights of Mother Earth. Like, we need a Declaration of Rights for the environment. So... Of course, this propaganda campaign blamed Evo Morales. And who are the people helping to lead this campaign? They were U.S. government-funded regime change activists who were attacking Evo Morales supposedly from the left, even though they're just neoliberals. It's the same thing again. And and Janice Vacadaza was one of the main people who was behind this attempt. And she was. And there, unfortunately, there was some groups in the U.S. that kind of got on board, including not just the U.S. and the West, including Extinction Rebellion was kind of, was kind of tricked into this. But although uh-huh. they, they kind of distanced themselves later after. So here's a report of the Gray Zone. Western regime Bolivia change... Bolivia is burning. Who will stop its fires? That's um, from the New York Times, yeah. Western regime change operatives launch campaign to blame Bolivia's Evo Morales for Amazon fires. So you can check that out of the Gray Zone. And we go through this photo here, by the way, is in the middle, Janice Vacadaza. And to her left is is a normal guy is okay. Sergio Popovich who's one of the he is a founder of this group called Canvas and Canvas is a US government funded regime change group that was created to overthrow the in the color revolutions overthrow the left wing governments in eastern europe during the color revolutions and he was involved in this group before called Atpour Atpour oh, was yeah. like the original regime change group. So she's she's linked to all of these U.S. government-funded groups, the NED groups. She posted stuff like this on Facebook with Evo Morales with like a Hitler mustache. Oh, my and, God. And this is a thing. Emergency, this is her group, Rios de Pie. And they, they launched this campaign. They were launching for f- so-called humanitarian intervention in Bolivia, SOS Bolivia. Let's make a trend. And they wanted, they were calling f- for U.S. intervention, and the Extinction Rebellion got tricked. And this is why you got to be careful oh with God. some of these environmental groups, because, of course, I support environmentalism. Climate change is a threat to the, and the world. But the problem is there's a lot of these liberal groups that, that 
adopt what some people call, you know, imperialist environmentalism, where right. they lecture people in the global south. Meanwhile, right, the yeah. U.S. is responsible for over half of trash production in the entire world. It's 5% of the population, and it's half of the garbage in the world. And by the way, another, I mentioned in this, I, I helped do some research in this, and I found in this report that the U.S. embassy in Spain, no, sorry, uh, the embassy in Spain in, the embassy of Spain, I'm sorry, in Bolivia sponsored her TED Talk. So it's not a good look if you are a Bolivian activist who claimed to be a leftist and your event is sponsored by the people who colonized your country for hundreds of years. And we have this quote in here which explains why they wanted to overthrow Morales so much. He gave his speech and he said, we will always fight right. against colonialism and imperialism. And you can go through here and she, she went to, she did this Harvard training and you, we go through all this stuff. She She works at this you know, she's linked to these other Venezuelan regime change activists. So, you know, it's it's a long... Did I see something about Joanna Hausman? That's Joanna Hausman. That, uh. This is this is, this is Vacaraza, the Bolivian regime change activist, hanging out with Joanna Hausman, who Oof. is the regime change activist from Venezuela, who... Well, has, she's... I mean, her father... I guess she is, but this is the woman who wrote a New York Times op-ed, right? And, and she, made a video. Video. She made a she's video very good at in-person. She's a good... She's a, She's very good at doing Spanish accents, by the way, from different countries. Not that that absolves her. Although she's not funny. Note. I've never laughed yeah, at she's her. She's not that funny, but her impersonations are good. But her father is... Um, Ricardo Hausman. Right, who has who to is, step down after you guys uh the, the major economic advisor right. for Juan Guaido, and he was his representative to the Inter-American Development. And he told... Bank. What did he tell Anya Parampil, who was supposed to, like, go, yourself, to hell, go to hell? Go to hell. So all of these regime change networks are linked. They're funded by the U.S. government. And it's just a transparent... Coup. I mean, so she's um, a Freedom Fellow at Thor Halverson's Human Rights Foundation, which we expose in those pieces. Human Rights Foundation is a fake human rights group. It's a right-wing lobby group, and it's led by a Venezuelan oligarch and Thor Halverson, whose name is obviously very Venezuelan, Thor Halverson. He's a descendant. Sounds like a Nazi. His grandfather, they're, they're not, he, he, but he is a, a super right-winger. His grandfather was the representative of the Norwegian monarchy's consul in inside Venezuela during the years of the Pacto Punto Fijo, like the two-party dictatorship before Hugo Chavez. And then his family members are the elite oligarchs of Venezuela. Yeah. So the point is that with all of these networks, you have elite oligarchs, European descendant, in Bolivia and Venezuela who were pushed out of power by these progressive socialist movements and they've been desperately trying to get back hold of power ever since and why in venezuela especially these are people who maintain the monopoly and all of the imports and they're also the people who who used to control the oil reserves venezuela has the largest oil reserves in the world and in the case of bolivia camacho's family the coup leader his family members were oligarchs they still are oligarchs who controlled um, companies that that controlled the natural gas reserves of Bolivia and were exporting that natural gas. So they were profiting, but the, the country itself was not profiting from its own natural resources. So Evo Morales came in and he nationalized the gas reserves, which took away a lot of the wealth of some of these oligarch families who have been desperately trying to get power back ever since. So it's the same thing that happened way back in 1953 when Mohammad Mossadegh, Right. In Iran, the first democratically elected leader of Iran was overthrown in a CIA MI6 coup which because, the Shah. because which reinstalled the monarchy because he nationalized 
the Persian, Anglo-Iranian, Anglo-Persian, they changed the name several times, but the Anglo-Iranian oil company, right. which became British Petroleum, right. which became BP. Um, by the way, I, I referred to tyranny. So Lee Camp, I, uh, I went on his show and he referred to this. I couldn't find it, but he just sent me the message. I texted him. So the New York Times on Monday, November 11th has a piece. Bolivia's leader resigns heating protesters call. And it has a quote. The end of tyranny is like a pull quote. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Morales' populist legacy is marred by attempt to keep power. By This is by Ernesto Londoño. Who I'm curious. I gotta look him up. See All what right. his deal is. Quick, quick rant moment. I'm gonna put on my my, my rant hat for a second. In as my opposed pun, to your my very, pulpit. as opposed to your very measured, um, yeah. objective uh, hat you've been wearing. Yeah. No, I gotta say, the people. It's so easy to oppose all of I these know. CIA coups in 1973. We go back and we look at the New York Times headlines and all these people. And look what they said in 1973 when Allende was overthrown. They called it. They were overthrowing tyranny. These are the same people now. Not even, not even 40 years from now, two years from now, five years from now, people are going to look back and be like, oh man, the New York Times and all these people who claim to be liberals and claim to be worse, people who claim to be on the left are welcoming, some people who claim to be socialists are welcoming this coup that was obviously a CIA operation. I know. It's, I gotta say, it's like, there's, the older I get, it's just so, I used to be a little bit more, like, precious about, like, well, they're taking a lot of power, this, that, the other, oh, well, that's a little, fuck that. I'm like, it's just black and white. It's empire or anti-empire, and I'm tired of people also wringing their hands about, like, lack of perfection from Lula, from Morales, from Maduro, from, you know, when Chavez was Especially, alive. well, especially, like, you know, I'm not justifying, it doesn't justify, like, the stuff on Syria, there's so much propaganda and lies, and, like, yeah, the president wasn't really elected. Uh, no, I'm not going to claim that, like, he's, like, a democratically elected president, um, Bashar al-Assad. But in the case of Latin America, but there's still no excuse in Syria. I mean, they're, they're still trying to destroy the country. Right. And, it's, and Syria is a much bigger country than one person. But but what I'm saying is that that's, that's one thing, and that's, there's no justification for that. But in Latin America, these are democratically elected right, yeah, leaders. Exactly. They are actual democratic socialists. And these people in the U.S. who are like, oh, we're all democratic socialists, these people are dictators. No, they're not. No. They are democratic socialists. Right. And you think if Bernie Sanders wins the election, he's not going to face attempts at coups? Right. Look, at, look what's happening to Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy right. Corbyn could be the prime minister, and he's facing... That anti-Semite... The That's integrity initiative. I'm, I'm no. yeah. The integrity initiative, by the way, we have a report of the Gray Zone. Was this British government-funded group that was attacking the left, attacking Jeremy Corbyn, attacking Chris Williamson? So we already have proof that the British government has been leading a campaign. Look, look at the CIA is already trying to coup Trump, and Trump is a far-right, horrible piece right. of shit. Right. Imagine if Bernie Sanders were president. So the thing is, these all these people who are t criticizing. Evo Morales and Maduro and Daniel Ortega, and it's like, you have no idea how hard it is to be able to govern. And the fact that they still are being able to govern is a reflection of the fact that they have a massive popular movement of people who are right now in the streets in Bolivia demanding the res restoration of their government. I wonder how this is going to work as a, um, as a uh, podcast. I hope so. Or, I'm reading their comments. Oh, oh yeah, we should be talking because we're live. I'm sorry. Right, we're sorry. reading is the Dan comments. Is Dan Cohen a toxin within leftist analysis or how to paint yourself as a progressive while sounding like Nikki Haley? What's she talking about? 
They're making fun of other comments. I don't know. Oh, got it. Please tell me you are making this available later. Yeah, we will. I'm gonna. I'm definitely as a podcast. I guess as video. Can I say? Well, no. This will be available. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be for perpetuity. It's for in perpetuity. Yeah. Unless I cut some of it off, throw it onto uh, Patreon. Just kidding, I won't do that. But I do want to urge everyone to donate to my Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. It sounds so scammy, but I'm not scamming people. I bring good content. <laughs> yeah, you should You should give money to Katie. Give yeah. your money, money to, to women. Katie Helper. Helper, yeah. I got Matt Brunigan and um, Tim... Um, Tim Higginbotham, like the most Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, it's a real guy. They were talking about Warren, Elizabeth Warren's um, healthcare plan. How, well, no, about her plan to pay for it. I'm so dumb. It took me forever to understand that the issue was just how to pay for it, not the actual program. Like, I mean, who knows, though? She's so vague about it. Who knows they, what Medicare that's for the all. excuse they yeah. use, though, because they never ask that for wars. They never say, how are we going to pay for of this Of course, war? right. No, but it's just like, she's not saying we can't pay for it. It's just that she's using a, basically something that isn't a middle class. She's claiming that a middle class tax essentially isn't because it's not literally, but it is. That's what it is. Anyway, you know, Bernie, Liza Featherstone, shout out to frequent guest of the show, Liza Featherstone, who told me that Bernie, he was being asked, I guess, if there were any things that wouldn't be covered by insurance. And he was like, well, for, you know, if you're going to get your nose fixed. Which is like such a great Jewish uh, response because there are a lot of people in that community who do that. Speaking in my of community. Medicare for All, Evo Morales created a universal healthcare system that was recognized by the United Nations for being a great thing that helped benefit the majority of the population and it helped expand public health. And so talking about democratic socialism, Evo Morales created this exact kind of Medicare for All style universal right. healthcare system. And you can bet it's going to be privatized. Yeah, you can bet bet your bottom dollar. Um, so we got to wrap up, right? But we'll, how do we save these comments? Well, they stay on there. Okay, so I want to I want to watch it. So I mean, I want to. So the evidence will be available to everyone in the future. Yeah, unless I delete it, but I won't do that. But so I apologize can, for being overbearing. No, you're not. Um, I, I, I was. I, well, the thing I mean, is, you're the, your article. That wasn't. That sounds sarcastic. Every, there, there are moments where I get like really heated, and I'm just because this stuff. Oh, this really... is the post game analysis. <laughs> what do? You, how did I do in minute two? Well, there was some heat. We can do the director's cut of this. There was like a twenty minute period where I was just like yelling yeah. about. Well, I was also f fiddling around with the whatever. Yeah. So if I want to do another I take video, this stuff very personal. It, like it, it pains me so much. Yeah. Because it's like as I a spent... Latinx. Apparently, they're, what, they just came out with a study that's like a huge majority of Latinos don't uh, like no that one. word. It's By the way, in Latin America, no one says a Latinx. I'm they, yeah. No one. What they do sometimes do is they'll do the, the at, at. The at. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that a lot in Spain, yeah, which is, oh, we didn't even talk, I got to have a show about Spain. Because I made, you guys, I made a documentary about Spanish Civil War and historical memory called La Memoria Espaga, which you can find online. This or this memory, uh, the the association for the recuperation of historical memory posted it. Speaking of Spain, latest news in Spain is the far right party Vox yeah. just won a bunch of seats. I know they're really far right. Also, did you see that there was recently? This is really crazy. I didn't get enough attention. The Spanish government recently 
moved the body of Francisco Franco. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I know. That's what I did my documentary on. But they basically... It was basically... Moved it to like, a nice... Very well, no, no. nice... Well, no, they, they moved it away, which isn't necessarily a bad idea. Yeah, they exhumed But it. if you're going to do it, you should just do it like in the middle of the night when no one's watching. Well, that's what they basically did. They had like did. a mass... No, they had like a ceremony. No, but, yeah, but they didn't let people like attend it. It was like all, the, the worst of all words. But it was worlds. like basically a state ceremony. Honoring. I know. They moved him into a very nice place. Um, Max Blumenthal and I have a podcast... Modern oh, yeah. Rebels. Check that out. And we recently did an episode talking about the protest in Chile, the massive uprising. And we also talked about the situation in Mexico, which a second part's coming out soon. And we discussed how there are fears we've been hearing. People are afraid there might be a coup na- next against Andres Manuel López Obrador, AMLO, in Mexico, who's the first left-wing leader in 50 years there. So... Keep an eye on Mexico. The situation is important. Mexico, of course, gave refuge to Evo Morales. He's there right now. Right. And AMLO is he when he he's a, a progress a staunch progressive. He's not as openly socialist, but he supports Latin American integration. And in his first speech in at the inauguration, he gave a, a burning speech. It was amazing, fiery speech, and he said. The, the night of neoliberalism has ended, and now there's a new dawn. Nice. So there pe- people are really worried. And, and not only people, other people, AMLO himself recently tweeted, he said it was a kind of loose reference, indirect reference to, to the right wing that's threatening him with a coup, and he said there will not be another coup in Mexico. And he was talking about a previous progressive president in Mexico from over 100 years ago who was cooed out as well. Cooed out, I like that. That should be the name of a podcast. <laughs> Cooed out. Yeah. People are like, I don't know, that, that would be a... Because people are like, is it like C-O-O-E-D? Like cooed? Is this like some C-O-U-P. Right. No, but I know, but like... Oh, confused. But English is a stupid language. We don't pronounce... I mean, it's like... Oh, coo. Well, that's... Yeah, yeah. Where people like, is what, that? Is, what does that mean? Are you... Like, are you cooed out? Like, does that just mean you're tired? Right. All right. Well... All right, great. Thanks uh, for having Where can me people on. find you? I tweet way too much, and you can find Where is me. That? Yeah. Uh, look up Ben Norton at Benjamin Norton, and you can find the Gray Zone. I'm the assistant editor of the Gray Zone with Max Blumenthal, who's the editor and founder. It's thegrayzone.com, and that's with an A, gray with American spelling. And yeah, we have we have a show, Moderate Rebels. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and uh, okay, cool, awesome, and thanks for listening to the Gatie Helper Show. And, this will be available Always. as a podcast. Um, yeah, so we'll see how that works. Yeah, and hopefully this live stream actually worked. And, and after an hour and and a half, we look back at it and it's not like un- unwatchable. Show? Yeah, I know. I don't think so. <laughs> Guys, do you think it's been unwatchable? Tell us. And at the Gray Zone, we've just started doing live streams and we just did our second one. So we're still trying to get figure it out. But I think by the third one, we should have all the issues ironed out. And... Aaron Mate is hosting those, so we're hopefully going to... Aaron Mate, good friend of the show. So we're hopefully going to, at the Gray Zone and Mata Rebels, we're going to start doing more of these live streams. Yeah, and I think I'm going to do this with an interview with Aaron, maybe tonight uh, or tomorrow, we'll see, but stand by for that. Great, well, thanks so much, Katie. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Please rate and review the Katie Halper Show on iTunes. And you can, of course, find the Katie Halper Show on Facebook. And thanks again for listening.